Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to the Monster Ate the Pilot podcast, podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is Thursday, so that means it's time for the sports talk, and welcome to the show, man. We've got an action-packed show, an action-packed show of sports talk. It's the Thursday stuff. I've already said that. What's up, man? I am exhausted. I'm tired. Um, I'm going to be kind of low energy tonight. But I still got to give this to you. It's not like I'm low energy about the topics or anything. I've got some great stuff. It's just, man, I am just, you know, kind of physically burnt out right now. I'm a little burnt out. And, uh, you know, that's what happens when you're almost 33 years of age. The age of Christ. Uh, walking through the door here. This old bag of bones is just getting more brittle by the day, buddy. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you like, share, subscribe, support anywhere podcasts are available. You can find Monster Eight the Pilot. You can watch it on video and Spotify. Um, yeah, I know I said the other day I had a uh, I have a rant about the Orlando City uh, Columbus game. I have decided no, I'm not going to post it. I'm just going to re-talk about that game tonight. Um, a little bit further away from it. Also, we have the uh, Columbus Chicago game, so that also helped out. And we'll get to that. Uh, we've got some Liverpool stuff. We've got. Some Portsmouth stuff, some Preston stuff. We have, what else do I got here? Oh, I got a little bit of NFL stuff. Whoop-de-fucking-do. And I'm going, like, I don't know, just touch on this whole Mike Babcock thing, if I remember to do it by the end of the show. It's weird. But whatever, man. Like I said, like, share, subscribe, support, anywhere podcasts are available. Do your thing. Make this far and wide, bro. Oh, God. We're starting with that already. Um... If you haven't checked it out, make sure you go check out my last appearance on LFC Transfer Room. My last couple appearances on LFC Transfer Room. I was on there Tuesday for Stars, Stripes, and Anfield Nights. The American show. The real show. The powerful show. <laughs> Me, Rigo, and Dan. It was a great chat. Really fun time. That was a really fun kind of flowing chat. That was just about anything. So it was really great to be on there. It was always fun. So I was uh, pretty happy. So make sure you go check that out. Like it. You share it. You subscribe it. And you support them as well because they deserve it. Great fan channel. Um, yeah. So you, what, what should we get into first? I think you know what we're going to get into first. What we're going to get into first uh, is let's go good news, bad news, and then. We'll hit the games. Uh, good news. Congratulations to Brad Marchand, the new captain of the Boston Bruins. Oh, the Ratten. Or captain or the Ratten. I don't give a fuck. I love that guy. Great for Brad. Great for Marshy. You know, the last vestige, right? Is that the right use of that word? Of that Stanley Cup winning team all of them years ago. Uh, very happy for him. He deserves it. You know, lifetime Bruin. Um, I think it's Postanak and McAvoy are now the A's, the assisted captains or the Adams or whatever they used to call those things, right? They used to call them the Adams or something like that. I don't know. I don't know anything. I feel like somebody said that when I was young, and I think I just latched onto that. Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy for Brad. Those new jerseys look pretty good. That gold on these new jerseys looks good. Even though what they're, it's like, uh, it's uh, Fanatics who are making it, and Fanatics makes kind of shit stuff. It does look good. I have to say, the the jerseys do look good. The gold is... Oh. I wish just the NHL wouldn't be able to negotiate. I wish, like, the, you know, kind of how, like, uh, once again, European sports are superior, like, superior to stuff. Uh, like, we used to, you know, Manchester United had Nike. For a while, Liverpool had New Balance or Warrior. You know, we negotiate these contracts, you know. 
makes more money for the club, but nope, the NHL gets this like flat out. Nope, you guys don't get to have cool shit. We have a league-wide, you know, almost said costume maker, <laughs> jersey maker, manufacturer, <laughs> costume maker. What the hell, Brandon? Isn't that a Ted Mosby joke in How I Met Your Mother? He calls, like, didn't the Jets get new costumes? Yeah, he did. I remember that now. Uh, yeah, but congratulations, Marshy. Uh, you're going. You're a great. You're a great captain. You deserve it. You're a great player, underappreciated player. Yeah, he's a pest, but get the fuck over it, man. He's better than any player the Blue Jackets have ever had. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> I shouldn't hate on the Blue Jackets so much because I mean they're not worth my time. But I'm in Columbus, so it just kind of it's just an easy target, you know. Um, but the bad news, my uh. And, to, you know, thoughts out there for Nick Chubb. Like Nick Chubb, the running back for the Cleveland Browns, um, a really nasty injury. Um, basically, his knee blew up on him on Monday Night Football. I was excited to watch that game. And um, it, I was like, during that play, because it was like the drive before the Browns are being really stupid with the ball. Like they got like second and one and didn't get it because they tried to pass and they tried another pass. And then... um. Deshaun Watson, that wonderful human being, piece of shit, um, allegedly, um, <laughs> had to put that in there, apparently, um, fumbled the ball. And I remember that next play, I think they got like they got a turnover. I'm like, just turn, give the ball to the best fucking running back in the league. And he gets the ball, and like he, I remember he, took, he takes the hit. I'm like, that kind of looked weird. Something looked off about the hit. Like, it was a low hit to his knee. But the way he went down, I'm like, man, that was kind of a rough hit. And then he's like kind of holding his, like, in his knee. I'm like, that doesn't look good. And then they go to help him up, and then he kind of like puts their hand away. I'm like, oh no, oh no. And then like he kind of rolls over, and then you start hearing a screaming, and you're like, oh no, oh god. And then immediately, like Joe Buck's like, we're not showing this replay. It's like I've been told we're not showing the replay. I'm like, oh god, that's not good. And then you heard the gasp of the stadium, so you knew it was really bad. So basically, his knee blew up on him, um, on the hit. It's rough. Like, really, like, man, I don't give up. I really don't care about the NFL. I'm only a Browns fan because my father was a Browns fan. Um, I like the Lions, too, mostly because they're ties to Portsmouth. But, you know, it became really hard even to have a casual interest in them once they, you know, went and traded for Deshaun Watson, that garbage human, um, who also sucks, by the way. They, like, mortgaged their entire future. They mortgaged their reputation on a player who, every time I watch him, I'm waiting for him to be good. And he's like, he actually kind of sucks. So I'm so happy about that. I'm so happy you completely killed even my casual fandom, Brown, uh, Jimmy Haslam there. Uh, thank you so much for that, by, you know, mortgaging the future and my casual fandom for somebody who actually sucks at playing quarterback. He took two years off and sucks now. I mean, whatever. It's garbage. And they brought back Kareem Hunt, who, um... No, no, that's an odd one. I don't know how you feel about that, but you know, he he's punched a woman. Um, she apparently called him the N-word, so but at the same time, two wrongs don't make a right. You know? Well, I can't I don't know, I can't be on my high horse or stuff like that. But at the same time, I just don't feel like, you know, you just gotta be the better person. That's what I preach. Just be the better person. I know it's I don't know it's tough or whatever being called something like that. I don't know anything. I'm a fucking white Catholic kid. From Southern Ohio, I didn't have any fucking trouble growing up, except when the government tried to push pills on everybody. Um, we're getting way off sports topic. Holy shit! Uh, but nah, yeah, it's like the whole Nick Chubb injury that kills it. 
I just don't give a. F- I don't care. I as soon as I heard the screaming and they said they're not going to show it, like it went to commercial, and um, I was like, I'm not watching the rest of this game. So I turned it off and I put on the wire and I continued to watch the wire. I'm probably going to talk about the wire a lot, man. I've become obsessed with this fucking show. I work on talk about it on Sunday. Or Monday, I'd never get the days right for this show. I'll be on the Monday in the music room. This next upcoming episode, whatever. Shut up, Brandon. Uh, but yeah, my thoughts out to Nick Chubb. He's one of those guys who, like, um, there's nobody says a bad word about the guy. Everybody has nothing but fantastic things to say about him. His work ethic, his demeanor, his professionalism. Like, he's a very loved individual. Um, I know he had a really bad knee injury in, like, college. And, like, man... Injuries like this, like he's in my mind, he's been the best running back in the league for like years, like two or three seasons. He to me, he's been the best running back in the league. He's guaranteed six yards. Like you give him the ball, he's going to move the chains. And man, see him struck down in his prime like this, and you know, because you never like especially injuries like that, he's never going to be the same. No matter how hard he works, hopefully he can. He can get back to some semblance of it or come as close as possible. But you're never the same after hits like that. It's such a rough thing. Oof. Hopefully he doesn't have what they I remember Alex Smith broke his leg. Um he got that like necrotic fasciitis where basically his skin started dying because it got infected and his like whole leg was dying. And um they had to like, yeah, basically like we're gonna have to take his leg and they end up luckily didn't have to take his leg. The fact that he came back from that and played football still and played all right is like so unbelievably impressive. I don't think he's ever going to get the credit he deserves for coming back from that. Go look at like pictures of necrotic fasciitis. It's disgusting. That's what happened to Alex Smith's leg. And he came back and played a professional sport after having that. That's fucking wild and it's not appreciated enough. Um, but anyway, that's the end of NFL talk. Get Wells, you know, get what best you can, Nick Chubb. You know, they don't pay running backs at all. So, I mean, he still makes way more than I've ever made. So hopefully, you know, he seems like a very smart dude. He's not going to blow his money. I think he's going to be just fine. Take that money, dude, and retire. Don't get beat up for it. NFL's not worth it. NFL's a joke. It sucks. Football sucks. Deal with it. Brandon said it. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's get into these games. Let's start with the crew. Let's start with now. Let's start with Liverpool, man. Let's start with Liverpool. I thought I had a plan for the show, and once we get into the show, I throw it out the window, and we just go, 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 buddy. I hate this show so much. Oh, I hate the host. I think I hate the host of this show the most, and it sucks because it's me. Um, nah, Liverpool three, Wolves one. Oof, was that first half? Horrendous. Horrendous, man. That was pathetically bad. Like, I said it on the LFC Transfer Room show. Unacceptable. It was unacceptable how bad they were in the first half. Um, They got a goal. I can't remember how they got their goal. I think I was kind of mostly half asleep for that first goal. Uh, Where is it at? There it is right there. Huang Hee Chan for Wolves, who seems like a solid player. Uh, puts it away in the seventh minute. I know they had a great opportunity that to make it two, and they did not. Uh, thank God for us. Um, yeah, they only go in one nil at halftime. Uh, it's kind of frustrating. It's it's like great and frustrating at the same time because we've already had three games this season where we came back from one nil deficits to win. Um, that's like I think it's as many times as we did last year. 
So, like, that's great that we have that fight, we have the hunger, we have the desire to get back into games and win games. You know, that's a big part of the mentality monsters that we created a few years ago. That's very key for, like, the Jurgen Klopp team, this whole belief that, you know, no matter what the score is, we have a chance to win the game. Um, but at the same time, I really am getting sick of going down 1-0. <laughs> that's what happened when that year we chased the quadruple. Like, towards the end of the season, we just kept going down 1-0. And then obviously, like we just didn't have it in the legs the following season to come back from those, and just like we were dead legged. But you know, change in system we went with two, double pivot of Silva Sly, who's still the most beautiful man who's ever existed, and uh, Curtis Jones, who's uh, vastly like his development in the last like six to seven months has been so fantastic. He's becoming the player we all wanted him to be when he broke in and he scored that fucking beauty against Everton in the FA Cup all them years ago. Um, he's really becoming something of a player. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be such a key to this team. Um, went to a double pivot. They just kept the ball, and we just put the pressure on. We start putting the pressure on. Um, I think I was kind of just drifting out of sleep, but I finally got, in, got going. I got my game going, and I turn it on. Yota gets the ball over the Mo. Mo on the right-hand side. Back post. There's Yakpo. Puts it away. 1-1. Hell yeah. Here we go. Make the changes. We uh, continue to dominate the game. They got a couple opportunities here and there, but nothing like super clear-cut that I can think of. Um, then about, what was it, the 85th minute corner? Was it a corner? I think it was, yeah, it was a corner because Robbo was up. And is it Jose Sa? I think that's their keeper's name. I forget. But he gets the ball, and he tries a quick kick, and he just mis-kicks it horribly. So it goes kind of straight up in the air, goes right back to us, and it's like Robbo towards the halfway line. So he just gets the ball, and he has all the space. So he goes in, hits the ball out to Mo, continues his run. Mo gives him the pass back. Boom, it's 2-1 in the 85th minute. Hell yeah! Excellent stuff. And then in the 91st minute, ball goes out to Mo again. Uh, he lays it off for Harvey. Harvey hits it, takes a deflection off Hugo Bueno. It's an own goal, uh, unfortunate for Harv. But, you know, it did look like it was going to be off target. So I guess that's an own goal. But it ends up being 3-1, Liverpool escape. They were atop the league up there. Um, and we're looking, I mean, we are looking good. We look so much, we look so energized and ready for a fight. And it's going to be so much fun watching this team just straight up ball out, bro. Crush it, dog. Ah, I almost threw up saying that. No, this team is capturing my heart again, man. I thought maybe after Bobby left, maybe this team starts, you know, maybe I don't watch Liverpool as much. But no, now, man, I'm I'm all in on this team. I love this team. I love everything about it. Jarrell Kwanzaa, the youngster, gets his first start. I thought he played pretty well. The only thing out of place was his number. He wore 78. Maybe he makes that his own, like Trent's made 66. You know what I mean? I don't know. I thought he looked pretty good. I think he's going to be a stud. He's going to be a stud. Joey Barton maybe kind of a you know dunce sometimes, but I mean, he talked so much. He talked Kwanzaa up so much when he was on loan last season. Um, we got Lask from Austria tomorrow in uh, the Europa League. I'm excited about that. Ben Doak just signed a new contract. Hopefully, he either gets a start or we see significant action from him. You know, when he's 17, that kid's gonna be such a stud. Don't need to overly do it with the youngsters, but man, I, I want to see some good. I want to see some youngsters out there, man. I want to see. I don't think we need to see Kwanzaa, but I think we need to see Doke out there. I need to see what's going to be on the right hand side when Mo goes to the Afcon this uh, winter. I want to see what's going to be out there. Is it going to be in the being Soba Sly? Is it going to be Harvey? Is it going to be Ben Doke? I mean, it could be Ben Doke. That'd be phenomenal. That seventeen year old kid just fucking men up all the time. 
leaving him in his wake. Be dope. <laughs> oh, but I'm excited for the uh, Liverpool. I think we're sitting third. I don't even know. I don't even know where we're sitting at in the league. We're sitting, yeah, third. We're behind Tottenham, who've been fantastic under Ange. The uh, I can't what, Pasta Glue or whatever his name is. Like, he's been fantastic for him. Um, I think getting rid of Harry Kane creates that like vacuum of great player for Tottenham, where everybody wants that position as the main guy. So you have a lot of guys who are fucking digging in and going for it. So that's why Tottenham has really been impressive. At the same time, they haven't really played great teams yet. I want to see what they do when they get to Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, even like a Brighton. Obviously, you know, Man United, who looked so bad against Bayern today. They whew, they got rid of De Gea, who could, you know, was a really good shot stopper. Maybe not the best with his feet, but I mean, not the worst. But then they bring in Onana, who's good with his feet, but can't save a fucking shot. And the whole key to goalkeeping is saving the damn ball. <laughs> Ten Hag seems completely out of his depth, man. I thought they were going to be fine. And I look dumber and dumber every single day, thinking they were going to be fine. They look just awful. They looked off. They looked like they completely quit on Ten Hag. Like, man, spending nine million on a player with like seven goals to his name. Jaden Sancho is off playing FIFA during their games. Like, it's wild. United's such a mess. Where are they even in this freaking league? Are they in the relegation spots? I hope so. Uh, my mouse is being stupid, so I had to connect the other one. Where are they? Oh, they're 13th. Horrible defensively. Oh, my God. It's wild. I really hope Luton can get going. Luton's sitting at the very bottom of the league. No wins in four games. I really hope they can get something going. Didn't they? I thought they played today. Or didn't they play the other day with Burnley? Did they not update that? Hold on. Guess not. Huh. Weird. Whatever. Shut up, Brandon. Um, no, Liverpool's playing really well. Sitting in third place so far. Four wins, one draw. Exciting stuff. Manchester City, I thought maybe you could see a little bit of a drop-off, you know, because they've been wanting to win the uh, the Champions League for God, however long, and they finally won it this past year. And um, I thought maybe you'd see a little bit of a drop-off early in the season, and maybe somebody can run away and hide. Nope. They're just as lethal as ever. I thought, oh, De Bruyne's hurt. Maybe they'll fall off. Nope. Just as lethal as ever. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they are they are fucking good. They are really fucking good. Uh yeah, we play Lask tomorrow in the Europa League. Hopefully I can watch that somehow. Um and then we've got we've got West Ham this weekend and Michael Antonio Michael Antonio is he's talking some shit, bro. Even though he's a massive Liverpool fan. <laughs> uh should be fun. Hopefully we get a good win over West Ham. It's at home. I think we should. Should be no problem, really. I mean, us at home is still so formidable no matter who the opponent is. Um, I'd put money on us to beat absolutely everybody if we're playing at Anfield. So it's going to be uphill battle for West Ham, who started off really well. Uh, Manchester City brought him back down to earth this past week. I think it was 3-1. I watched 30 seconds of it and watched Holland score a goal. I'm like, yep, it's over. So, oh, man. So that should be a Liverpool talk, right? Yeah, they're showing the fight. Let's jump into Preston. Preston have won. Man, Preston, my boys, those North End boys continue to make the noise, man. Won again. They beat Birmingham City 2-1. A new signing from, I think, 
is it Montenegro not, or was it Macedonia? I can't remember. New lad um, comes in. He scores the winner, I think, in the 68th minute. Preston North End still top of the table. It's beautiful. Six wins, one draw, 19 points. Up top of Leicester, Ipswich is right there. So Sunderland, Norwich, Hall City. Then you kind of get back into the pack. Uh, I'm excited about this. They also got quite a bit of Liverpool connections. I think I said Ryan Lowe used to coach at Liverpool. He did not. He played his youth football at Liverpool. He was a youngster at Liverpool years and years and years ago. I think he was coming through at the same time as Gerard way back when. Uh, so like the mid to late 90s. So I'm excited about that. But they have Calvin Ramsey, who is a Liverpool player, just on loan. We've got Liam Miller, who a uh, Canadian kid who played for Liverpool's youth squad. Played a couple games in that weird year where we had two games of like back-to-back days. We had to play a whole bunch of youngsters against Aston Villa. Um, I think he played then. Maybe he played in the FA Cup another time. Then they also have uh, Ben Woodburn, who was going to be a stud. Is he still the youngest goal scorer in Liverpool? I'd have to check. I think he is still the youngest goal scorer of all time for Liverpool, like 17 years and something like that. I still remember that goal. So happy for him. Um, And then there was one other player. There's one other player. Oh, Leighton Stewart, who uh, just signed. Yeah, I don't think he's got on the field just yet. But Liam Miller's played very well. The new guys played really well. I'm excited about this team. Last year, the issue with Preston was they couldn't score. They're, like they weren't efficiently, they weren't an efficient offensive team, especially after Mill Reese got hurt, who's still out. Hopefully, when he comes back, it just adds more firepower to this team. Because last year, defensively, really good. Offensively, mm, this year, much better offensively so far. And we're seeing that top of the table, Preston. They're going to take that basically that uh. You know, Merseyside spot from Everton when Everton goes down because, geez, Everton are really bad. Like, really bad and also just in such dire straits financially because they can't afford to get rid of Dyche. They can't afford it. I think it's like a $10 million buyout. Who negotiated that, by the way? Um, And they don't have it. They really they don't have the money to buy him out, and apparently they've got new people coming in, like maybe some new ownership who are already like I think basically had issues with their ownership of Sevilla and like all this other stuff. If I'm hearing correctly, and like they're already under investigation for like tax fraud and money laundering and all this other shit. I'm like, yep, they're perfect. This perfect, just cheese. I I want Everton. I I want them to see him go down just once, just to have it. But I want to see them back. I don't want them to fucking go away. I don't want to be like we don't play Everton except once every blue moon because they're in League One and we're on the Premiership, like the Premier League. But man, it, I don't know if it's going to get that bad, but it, it's it's very bad right now for them. You kind of feel sorry for them, but then you remember they're Everton and you remember Anthony Gordon. You remember Jordan Pickford, uh, you know, wiping out Van Dyke. You remember uh, who else? Uh, An- yeah, Anthony Gordon's a piece of shit. Uh, or Charleston being like a horrible person. Let's see. Really, that's it. Like in the last 10 years, man, garbage. Uh, Funes Mori. Yeah. That center back, the Portuguese kid, uh, freaking stamps out, uh, Divac Origi when they're getting their like ass handed to him by us. I think it's like a five, two, if I'm thinking correctly in that game. No, it's a different game. I'm thinking of a different game. It's like we blitzed him for like four goals in the first half hour. And like in the second half, he just straight up stamps uh, on Origi's ankle. And this kind of really hurt Origi's career with Liverpool because he was on fire at that point. I think he just scored in the, he just, I think he scored both games in the Dortmund comeback in Europe. 
And then he got this, and it basically wiped him out for the rest of the season. He never quite got going consistently again because he was scoring like basically every game at that point. Um, Stamps is, and then he's like, you know, holding a badge to the fans after he just got sent off and like looked like an absolute fucking tool. Fuck Everton. <laughs> uh, fucking T Rex arms, Jordan Pickford going down. Oh, it'd be beautiful. And then the other thing we got to talk about in England. There's another team at the top of the table, and their name is Portsmouth. That's right. Portsmouth FC, top of the table. They just beat uh, – oh, they beat – oh, shoot. Who did they just beat? I just forgot. I had it, and I forgot. They went up 3-0 quick. Oh, Barnsley. They went up 3-0 within the first 15 minutes. Barnsley tried to come back, made it 3-2, but, you know, Portsmouth held on. Top of the table. Now, obviously, Oxford United wins. They're at the top of the table, but, you know, it's very tight up there. I mean, there's nine teams within the league lead. But right now, Portsmouth has the best goal differential with Barnsley. So hopefully this is the year Portsmouth get themselves out of League One and back into the championship. Uh, Kobe Bishop is the key to this team. He got two goals. Um, I think he's got an assist maybe. I'd have to double-check that. But, man, he's the key to this team. I was so glad we held on to him because, you know, we put up like 20 goals in the league last year. Um, usually that means might be getting a step up in competition, but no, we kept him. Um, he's the key to this team. If he continues to fire, I think we'll continue to kind of be on top of the table. Mousinho um, is doing a really good job with the team. So, fingers crossed, Portsmouth can keep this going, get themselves back in the championship. Eventually to the Premier League, where they belong. Uh, the Tranmere had to fire their manager because it's been really bad so far. Ian Dawes had to go away. Uh, Nigel Pearson, right? Is it Nigel Pearson? I always forget his name. Nigel Atkins, I'm sorry. Uh, has taken over. He was the manager at Southampton years and years ago when they came back to the Premier League. Um, I liked him. A really good level at League Two to get Nigel Atkins, but I think it's just interim basis. I think he's just a technical director. He's on interim basis. Oh, man. But hopefully, Tramier can get a turnaround. They have not played well at all. At all. Uh, they're near the very bottom of the table, so League Two going out, that's rough. That's, uh, you know, that's when you start going into, oh, shit, football. Like, you know, Vonorama North shit. Uh, that should be enough of England. Let's get to the U.S. stuff. Let's get to the crew. Um, I, man, I really went hard on this rant that you're never going to hear. Maybe I'll release it on YouTube or something. Like, this is my original rant on the crew Orlando game. Um, I'm not even, like, I'm happy we won tonight. Cucho obviously is firing right now. Seven goals in three games. Uh, great stuff there. Rossi continues to impress. Um, Gressel's starting to provide a little bit more, like, you know, consistently and, like, kind of seeing where Cucho and Rossi are going to be. Um, but, you know, to beat Chicago 3 0 at home, whoop de doo. We can't win on the road. So who cares? Like, I'm happy they won, excited they won. We've just clinched the playoffs. But when I look at, you know, what happened tonight, Orlando City lost. Like, we should be four points clear of Orlando City now for second place in the league. We needed that win Sunday, or Saturday. We needed that win. We need to limit how many times we have to go on the road in the playoffs. I feel like if we have to go, like if it's a do-or-die game with Cincinnati on the road, maybe we'll be fine. But if we have to do a couple of different games on the road, we're not going to do it. We're just not. Because also Cincinnati's not playing well. They did get like a 96-minute uh, equalizer tonight. And they had to come back from two down against Philly. That's the thing with like 
that's the big difference right now between Cincinnati and Columbus is that Cincinnati has a championship mentality. They're always in the game no matter what the scoreline is. They were down 2-0 to a Philadelphia, who are a pretty solid team. And they came back and got two goals in the second half to make it 2-2. And I got a point out of it. Tonight, down 1-0 in the 96th minute, their man steps up, boom. Uh, LaCosta scores 1-1, and they get a point out of it. Like, the crew find ways to do the exact opposite. Let's go up 3-1 on Orlando and just completely fucking, like, screw the pooch on it. It was awful. It was so bad. I, I ripped into Kevin Molino. I ripped into Schulte. I I ripped into just, just horrible, horrible stuff. Like, how in the world when it's the 95th, 95th and the half minute when you're playing six minutes of a, at a time, you have the ball and you lose the game? Like, unacceptable. Unacceptable. And we made defensive changes twice in that game and gave up goals both times. Like, uh, it was really, really bad. Like, yeah, uh, I didn't get to go to the game tonight. I, like I said, I'm so tired. I just could not get myself downtown like I was going to already be late I was going to see like half the game so I'm like man I'm just nah I'm just not going to do it which sucks I really wish I could have saw Shakiri, which you know may have next year I guess because I've already re-upped my season tickets um but Shakiri got sent off and like the announcer was trying to say that oh the ref needs to read the situation nobody's really putting an effort I'm like did you just see him just completely stomp out like Camacho's ankle here like it's a bad challenge and then like he saw the replay he's like oh that's much worse than I initially thought it was <laughs> I'm like okay at least he admitted it he didn't double down I was like oh see that's not that bad of a challenge uh, no but that Orlando City game dude it's just a joke an absolute joke like we went on three one. On Acucho, great bit of play. Gressel really is starting to become a key. Like he, you know, it seemed like the ball was down the line of Matan originally, but no, he played it to Rossi, who then plays it to Matan. It's a great little tic tac toe move. And Matan's through, gets it over to Cucho. Bam, it's 3 1. Everything looks good. And then two minutes later, boom, it's 3 2. Of course it is. Of course it is. The crew don't know what momentum is um, and how just to completely like give it away. Like just, oh. Mm. Where is that? Yeah. Ended up being five minutes later, but I felt like it took forever to get that game going. Yeah, Gressel scored in the 16th minute. Uh, good bit of play from Matan. Uh, Rossi scored in the 56th minute. Great play from Yaboa, who continues to be really good and really underappreciated. And Cucho with the goal in the 68th minute. They got Martin Ojeda in the 48th minute because, of course, you know, we're up 1-0 one, one at halftime. We give up a goal three minutes into the second half to make it 1-1. And then uh, Facundo Torres, who was really good once he came on. Um, just an absolute like machine once he came on. He scores in the 73rd minute, make it 3-2. And then Ramiro en- Enrique gets the goal to make it 3-3 in the 86th minute. And then he also gets the goal in the 98th minute to win it. Like I had a little bit of an issue with the fact that the foul got called. Like, not so much that the foul was called. It was a foul. It was just the fact that he didn't blow the whistle right at the 96 minute because it was not I don't can't remember any stoppages in stoppage time that warranted playing on because it's not like the ball was kind of in deep at the 96 minute I'd like you know the end of extra time um but it was like around like the halfway line and typically it is blow the whistle dead but no he kind of let it go and then Kevin Molino <laughs> Kevin Molino Kevin Molino's like oh let me just put in a tackle for no reason 
on this guy who's completely isolated, and me and Mo Farsi have basically surrounded. And he puts a tackle in and fouls him. To give him one last chance to just throw the ball into the fucking box. And you already, I already knew it. As soon as the file was called, Mike, he just, we're, we're done. We're dead. And it's like, it'd be different if Molina was like 20 or 21 or was like too young and just a little too reckless and a little too eager. He's like 33, like 32, 33. He should know better. He should know better. You've been in this situation before. You should know better than putting a tackle in. There's no reason. It'd be different if it was on their side of the pitch. But, like, you're in an area where they can put the ball in. Why are you making a tackle? It was so fucking stupid. I'm proud of myself, though. I didn't throw anything. But they whipped the ball in on this last, like, free kick. And Schulte, who I have, you know, really, really been impressed with how much he has improved over the season. Um has grown and grown exponentially, making better saves. He's still very weak, though, when it comes to control, like commanding the area on you know corners, on crosses, and on this free kick because he had already made it, had it in his mind before the kick was you know delivered that he was coming for it. Like I'm coming out to get this one. I'm claiming this one. And so ball gets kicked. He comes flying out of his goal. And he gets out there and realizes, I'm nowhere near where that ball is going to be. And now the goal's gaping. Ball comes down. Boom, boom. Bits 4-3. What the hell, man? Read the game. Don't try to be the hero. Just read the fucking game. It was so bad. It looked horrible. And that's the that's the thing with the crew. They can't secure leads, and they can't win on the road. Just because they beat a bad Montreal team on the road doesn't mean shit. Just because they had to beat Chicago on the road with a miracle kick from fucking Lucas doesn't mean shit. Beating DC United on the road doesn't mean shit. Going on the road and beating Orlando would have meant something. Orlando is good. And going out there, and if we would have won 3-1 in this game, that's a statement. A statement win. But nope, they let it get away because it's the crew. Uh, Big Willie Style deserves a little bit of blame. He made way too many changes too quick. He changed the chemistry of the team with his subs. It was just overdoing it. Um, That's like the issue. I think a lot of managers are still getting used to the whole five sub rule and how it all works. Because it used to be three subs, now it's five subs. And like you can really change the complete complexion of a game with subs. Good and bad. And this is one where it was bad. Uh, Shaberko, whoo! Is he not ready? Oh, man. Um, On that third goal, ball gets whipped in on a free kick, and he heads it back into the danger area. Heads it down into the penalty spot for Chicago just to whip it into the goal. It's like, what the hell are you doing? It was such a bad header. When have you ever been taught to head it that way? Like, what the hell? It was really bad. He... You know, he has shown flashes where I think he's going to be fine. He's young enough, he's going to be fine. He's going to develop. It's a new country, it's a new culture, it's a new league, it's a new system. He's going to develop, he's going to be fine. Um, He's not the savior that this team needs, not yet. Like, I think he's going to be all right. We need to calm down. There's people like, he should never see the field again. Um, We saw Jonathan Mensah, who crew fans love because he played great when there was no fans there, um, be really bad, like, especially when he first got here, he was horrible. Um, We saw him develop into a solid player that crew fans love to overrate. Um, 
I even remember like Gaston Sorrow. I mean, he struggled at first, if I'm thinking correctly. Then he became a pretty solid player too. He blew his knee out. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. He's got a lot of intangibles you like. He's got good pace. He knows when to go forward. Um, he's got a solid range of passing. It's just right now it's adjusting to a league and it's adjusting to the mentality. Adjusting, it's just an adjustment period that's going to have to come in. The kid's a Ukrainian who was playing in the Croatian league. You know, now he's in America. Completely different set of like circumstances of what's going on. So, you know, give the kid time. He's going to be fine. But yeah, he still doesn't excuse a really bad header. <laughs> and then, and then like the second goal they scored, it was just kind of a fluky thing. Ball comes in, like rolls off like the back of um, Camacho's leg. And then it falls like right to like another Orlando City player who then like leaves it for another one to boom. It's like, I was like, that's such a weird goal to give up. And it's such a crew goal to give up. Is yeah, I don't know. I really went hard about how, like, it, it really is. I mean, just like this team keeps talking like, oh, we're title contenders. That's what they said. They talked to, you know, Big Willie Style. And he's like, you know, some of them try to play down like the title aspirations and he played it up. I'm like, how? How in the world can somebody look at our waveform and say, yeah, that's a title contender? We're not. We're not a title contender. Like, if we can, you know what? I can't even remember who our road games are the rest of the way. Let me see real quick. Do we play anybody of note on the road? Come on. Let's go. We play Dallas. We have New England on the road. And Atlanta on the road. So we have three away games left. Um, all three are playoff teams. If I think correctly, Dallas is in the playoffs. New England's in a weird spot, obviously, with the Bruce Arena stuff that um, I haven't looked into enough to actually have a comment on. And Atlanta is a very fun team to watch, just like the crew. Um, it'll be key. If they win out, if we win every single game, we win the last five games, and we win all three of those games on the road, then I can start like you no know, hearing that we could be title contenders. But if we win, you know, of our last five games, just two of them, and we lose the other three on the road, we're not doing anything in the playoffs. We're not doing anything. We'll be out immediately. We'll be that. Oh, they were really fun to watch in the regular season, but when it came time for you know the real matches to kick in, like they were nowhere to be seen because they had no idea how to win a game on the road. Um, they clinched the playoffs tonight, so cool. But at the same time. Whoop do you fucking do? Twenty teams make the goddamn playoffs. Who gives a shit? Like, you know, clinching home field, that's key. Like clinching, you know, one of those top two spots, that would be that's more important than clinching the playoffs. There was a chant about the playoffs. Who gives a fuck about just making the playoffs? Win the fucking cup. That's what matters. There's no chance about making the playoffs. Ooh, whoop do you fucking do? You got invited to the dance. Good for you. Everybody does. Even I did. That's right. Brandon one time got invited to a dance. That's how easy it is to get invited to dances. Right? You know? I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I just went veering off course. Uh, but the Chicago game, uh, Cucho got two penalties and he scored from a, a corner. We scored from a corner, guys. We scored from a corner. We did it. <sighs> Which we have scored from a couple corners this year, but it was good delivery by Julian Gressel. Um, both penalties I thought were the right call. The first one was kind of an odd one. It's like, he's a, like, he's able to poke it around the keeper and their keepers young. He's like 19 or something like that. He did make a really good save in the second half and he, but he gets taken out the second one. Um, easy, easy penalty call. Still can't figure out why it's not a red card. 
I mean, it's the last man. He's, he's you know, it's a goal-scoring opportunity. It, it's a red card. Sorry. <laughs> I thought the referee was fine. Obviously, those are two huge calls that went Columbus's way. Um, the red card was deserved for Shakiri on the second yellow. Uh, he did give, uh, I can't say his name, the Polish guy, the striker, Pres- Pres- Presberko? I can't remember his name, sorry. Um, he gave him a yellow for a pretty nothing challenge. And they showed the replay, and he's like, why is that a yellow? Because I think he knows it's a he's, it's a foul. But it's like, why is that a yellow? It's Because it wasn't a yellow. It was weird. Um, second half, I mean, we got all three goals in the first 23 minutes. The second quickest hat trick in history for MLS history. Um, second half, really, I mean, Columbus just kind of played around, especially after that second, like after the red card, Columbus didn't go for the jugular to try to make it like a five, six nil game. Uh, a couple good opportunities. Cucho probably should be putting one on target, puts it just off target. Uh, Rossi should be putting one on target. Doesn't quite get it. Um, there's a weird one. There's a ball that kind of comes in, takes a couple weird bounces off Chicago and uh, their keeper has to make a save off a, would have been an own goal. And then uh, Ramirez had one late on that he mishits. But, I mean, overall, we just blew the better team. Schulte did make a really good uh, deflection on a Shakiri chance. Shakiri comes in on the left-hand side. Good little one-two. Comes back to him. He tries to get the ball across the six-yard uh, yeah, six box. But Schulte gets his foot off to it and diverts it away from the attacking player. Really good bit of play by Schulte. So, yeah, and it's a clean sheet, so be happy about that. You know, it's good recovery as well, obviously, to lose the game on the last kick of the fucking ball when there's no reason for it to be the last kick, you know, for that to even fucking happen. Um, to lose that way is tough, especially against a team that, you know, you're probably going to see in the playoffs. Um, they come back, win the game 3-0. Cucho firing on all cylinders right now, and keep a clean sheet. That's important. But there's a couple times, like, Shakiri should have put one away. Uh, Munson just gets completely caught in possession by Shakiri. Shakiri closes him down. That's right. Jordan Shakiri closed down Malta Munson on this. Like closed him down, pressed him, and won the ball back. I was I was flabbergasted, flabbergasted that Shakiri did this. Shakiri doesn't do that. That's just not part of his game. That was his issue at Liverpool. Was that he didn't have the defensive effort in him. <laughs> like he didn't have like the tactical nuance defensively to be a great presser. Uh, so, but yeah, he closes down, wins it and he tries to chip Schulte and he just doesn't quite get it right. And there's, he didn't even need to chip it. He should have been laying it off to, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I think like number 18 or 19 for him. He's coming in free. Cause Camacho's completely isolated at this point where it's a two on one, but Shakiri goes for glory with the chip and just doesn't get it. And Schulte catches it. And it's like, like what the hell? And there's a couple of times we played ourselves into trouble, man. But yeah, overall, can't you know? Obviously, Cucho man of the match. Um, I think Rossi is coming along great. I think we're still going to be a problem if we can get this waveform figured out. That's the key to this team now is the waveform. If we can, like I said, if we can win or if we don't lose on the road the rest of the season, I'll be very confident going into the playoffs that we'll be there towards the end. But and if we win all three, I'll be very confident. Like yeah, we're going now. But if we lose all three, or if we you know we win our home games big time and then just get fucking beat up on the road, no problems. We put on some Houston performances. I'm like, yeah, who gives a fuck? You know, this team's not doing nothing. <sighs> Is that all of sports talk? Crew play FC Dallas this weekend. 
Let's look that up real quick. MLS standings. Uh, why am I using that mouse? That mouse sucks. Let's use this mouse. Western Conference. Dallas is 10th, so they're right there on the uh, precipice of the playoffs. So, yeah, they're a couple points out, so they'll be needing a win. So this is a good chance because, you know, obviously the crew don't know how to win on the road. But this is a really good chance. This is the only team I don't think that's officially in the playoffs, or at least in the playoff picture. Well, I think Montreal is right there on it. Yeah, Montreal is in the playoffs at this moment. Atlanta, New England's in the playoffs. Uh, Who's the other game we got to play? I forgot. I already forgot. Oh, no. Oh, no. Brandon's a stupid head. I don't know why I do that. We play in Seattle? No. Philly. We're playing Philly. That's right. Yeah, we got Philly at home. Yeah, everybody else. Yeah, Philly, New England, Atlanta. That's four, five, six in the East. Montreal's eight in the East. And then we have Dallas, who are 10th in the West. It's a good chance for us to get a good, another good win on the road. Get that confidence going. Get the wins going. Keep them rolling. Um, Dallas, 30 goals scored, 31 goals allowed so i mean they're the second best defensive team in the west so really it's just a, they're not a great scoring team yeah they're the second best defensive team but the second worst offensive team in the west and colorado's the only team worse than them offensively and that's because colorado is not even a real mls team i don't even think they exist i think that's not even a real team i think that's just completely made up it's fake it's fake news it's that's what it is Colorado Rapids aren't a real team. I'm saying it. That's that's my. It's like, well, what's that uh, one theory that Australia doesn't exist or that crazy weird conspiracy? The Colorado Rapids don't exist. Um, let's see. If you put Colorado in the east, or I'm sorry, Dallas in the east. I mean, they're sitting basically in the same exact spot uh, in tenth place. So, you know, what does FC Dallas even have? Don't do they still have Jesus Ferreira? They're winning right now against uh, Salt Lake, three-one. So that's that's promising. This is the Lamar Hunt game. That's right. Aren't you guys so excited for the Lamar Hunt rivalry game? Do any of you even know who that is? I barely do. <laughs> yeah, they have Jesus Ferreira, um, Paul Ariola. Oh, uh, do they have anybody? I uh, see. Ilar Mende, get out of here. I didn't know that. He played at Madrid for a couple of years. I thought he was going to be a stud. And it didn't quite come off for him at uh, Madrid. I think he has an injury-prone issue. Sebastian Leggett. Ah, oh, man. Is anybody else I know on here? Martin Paz. Liam Frazier! I really like Liam Frazier when he played at Columbus a couple years ago. I really liked him. I th- I really wish they would have signed him on after that loan deal. I thought he was playing really well towards the end. Like, towards the end of his loan deal, I thought he was really playing well. And then uh, he went to Belgium. I think like a year and a half, then comes back. Weird. Whatever. Anyways. I don't know. Crew need to win. They need to win. They have to win. This is not a game to drop points in at all. This is the most winnable road game we have left. We need it just to get the momentum going on the road. Just like, and I don't want it to be in those stupid 4 2 game where we play like garbage in the second half, like we did against Montreal. This needs to be a 2 0, 
three nil. This needs to be a game, a statement game where we come out and say, we're done with this road, like road game blues bullshit. And we just put a hurting on a team on the road instead of doing it at home. We have a fortress at lower.com field. We are very good at home. We haven't what last three shutouts, all home games. I don't, we haven't given up a goal at home since what club America. No, I'm sorry. Minnesota. And that was a league's cups game. That's not, that's not even real. Just like the Colorado Rapids. Um, so yeah, we need, yeah, we just need to come out, put a statement on a team on the road. And this is a great opportunity. This is the best opportunity. Uh, just to get that ball rolling on the road is FC Dallas. Good defensive team. Um, obviously, we're the best offensive team in the league, so we need to come out and to show why we're the best offensive team in the league. Hopefully, Cucho continues to fire. Uh, hopefully, Rossi is still going. Uh, Ramirez has been coming off the bench. I'm surprised we didn't see Russell Rowe tonight because it seemed like a perfect game for him up 3-0. Like, it seemed like a perfect game for him to come in and get one. Um, but no, Matan's been playing really well. Um, he's keeping Ramirez out of the lineup. So, hell yeah. Uh, well, I would expect, though, we'll see Ramirez back in the lineup. I think um, Big Willie style will rotate the squad a little bit on Saturday, right? I think it's a Saturday game. Let me double check. Yep, Saturday, 830. Brandon won't be able to watch because Brandon will be watching the drive-by truckers in American Aquarium. That's right. Um, but other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that should be the end of Sports Talk tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening, understanding all the fun stuff. If you've liked what you've heard, you spread the good word. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find Monster 8 the Pilot. You can watch the video on Spotify where Brandon makes stupid faces and plays with his hair most of the time like a 7th grade uh, schoolgirl with uh, you choose the gum and the... I don't know what I'm doing. Shut the hell up, Brandon. You're a mess. I'm a mess. I'll be back Monday. It'll be Brandon's 33rd year around the sun special extravaganza monstrosity. He'll talk about two episodes of Lost. He'll talk about a gas anthem show and probably meeting Bruce Springsteen. And he's also going to talk about other things that'll come up. Probably The Wire. About how great The Wire is. And it's just the greatest thing that's ever happened. I fucking love it. Almost more than anything in the world. And maybe I'll have some other stories going on. You never know. You never know. Hopefully we're also going to be on the, uh, you know, I'll be feeling good about a good crew win. I'll be feeling good about a good Liverpool win. A couple good Liverpool wins, man. I don't know. You never know. But once again, thank you so much. Um, I will see you Monday. Thank you. Peace out. Uh, 10-4, daddy-o. Let's get on out of here.